What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Harbin, your host of Let's Ride, and it is a victory Monday, everyone. Happy Monday. What a great way to start your week than with a Pittsburgh Steelers win over the Las Vegas Raiders on Sunday Night Football with a final score of 23-18. to They've had some weird final scores the last few weeks, but 23-18, to the Steelers win, advanced to 2-1. and We've got a lot of stuff to talk about today. In the second half of the show, we have the winners and losers coming up. A lot of winners. We do have some losers. Not a ton. Not as many as last week. Winners and losers in the second half. We've got the latest news, notes, injury reports, all this crazy stuff that's happening, as well as my thoughts. And I wanted to go back and look at the keys to victory and see, did we hit the did we hit the nail on the head? Did and did the Steelers achieve what we wanted them to achieve in this game outside of winning? So there's a lot to discuss. Let's get to the news right out of the gate. This is actually just happening. So I'm recording this on Monday morning. The podcast is going to re- release anytime around 9 a.m. The Pittsburgh Steelers, who were on their way back to Pittsburgh, uh, they had to make an emergency stop in Kansas City. So the reason why is not that someone was sick. There's no, there's not a, a medical emergency. The Steelers' plane uh, was having some engine issues, I guess oil pressure, and so they had to make a, an emergency stop in Kansas City. Uh, they, they made that announcement on Monday morning, so they're going to be a little bit late getting back to Pittsburgh. I'm not sure if that'll delay anything in terms of Mike Tomlin's press conference, which he doesn't speak till Tuesday. It should be fine. Good to know that everyone's okay. I did like Cam Hayward's reaction when he said he blamed it on Minka Fitzpatrick's roughing the passer call. But still, that's some news there that the Steelers have, uh, as, as of this being recorded, have not made it back to the 412 area code just yet. Uh, let's talk about some injuries that did happen in-game. You know, it's, it's great when you win. It's great when you win on the road. It's great when you can win on the road and not have major injuries to deal with. That's where the Steelers are at this point. And the Steelers had two players potentially leave the game with injury. No one was ever given a, like an official status of questionable or doubtful to return or anything like that. They all came back. That's a great thing. So when you think about Mike Tomlin in his post-game press conference talking about, okay, Levi Wallace left the game, didn't say what the injury was. He was able to come back in. Najee Harris left the game after he had a really vicious collision with a player on the sideline, which, by the way, there is a reason why Franco Harris, Hall of Fame, the late, great Franco Harris, always just ran out of bounds. People criticized him. Najee Harris went seeking contact on that play. He got the contact, and then he got injured in the process. Now, I don't know if it's serious. I don't know if it looked like maybe a shoulder injury. Both of those players were able to return, and both of them contributed down the stretch. Najee Harris having some really tough 
getting some really tough yards on those final drives to try and just kill the clock. And then Levi Wallace coming up with a game-clinching interception after the Raiders get the ball back with a chance to go down and, and win the game. With only about 22 seconds left in the ballgame, Levi Wallace makes that play. So Mike Tomlin said, you know, there's going to be some other bumps and bruises, as he always says. But as of right now, that's pretty good. You don't have any major injuries, not like last week where Mega Fitzpatrick was being evaluated in a hospital due to a chest injury. I don't know if y'all noticed this. Don't look now. The Steelers are now in first place in the AFC North. That is a big bit of news that we need to discuss. The Baltimore Ravens lose to the Indianapolis Colts without Anthony Richardson at home in overtime. The Cleveland Browns win. The Cincinnati Bengals play tonight on Monday Night Football. Not that it matters because they're 0-2. So the 2-1 Pittsburgh Steelers find themselves technically in first place due to like division record and, and head-to-head wins. They are 2-1 and one and atop the AFC North for at least one week. Hey, it's good, right? I mean, what you know, it's not that you won the division title, but it's, it's something. I'm going to hang my hat on that. And lastly, the last bit of news. Still can't, I still find it very hard to believe that this is fact, but it is. This is the first time the Steelers have beaten the Raiders on the road since 1995. That's incredible to me. Whether it was in L.A., whether it was in Oakland, doesn't matter. Now it's in Vegas. And, you know, my brother was texting me. He goes, ah, they don't play well out west. Eh, Vegas isn't really as west as California. It's west. It's more like Arizona than it is anything. But still, the first time they beat the Raiders on the road since 1995. Great win. Wasn't always pretty. But let's go and, and go over some thoughts here of the game. So the Steelers win. And when it was 23-7, to I got to be honest. You know, I'm sitting in my basement. It's late. No one's up. Wake up. The kids are asking all these questions. Hey, Dad, what did you think about the game? Who won? All this stuff. I said, there was a time in the fourth quarter I thought this game was over. 23-7, to it is over. Well, the refs, we'll talk about them in the second half. And... The Steelers' offense. Well, they had they had different plans. That uh, they didn't they didn't necessarily see it the same way, and so the Steelers couldn't move the ball on offense. All of a sudden, the officiating gave the Raiders some extra opportunities, and then all of a sudden, it's a close game once again. But when you look about look look back on this game and think about it in a different perspective, so on offense, you started to see them find some rhythm. Now the question is though, did they find an identity? Now, I'm going to quote what I'm, I'm going to quote, but I'm going to say what Kenny Pickett said after the game. So, after the game, Kenny Pickett, TJ Watt, and I'm trying to think who the third person was. I can't remember off the top of my head. Oh, uh, anyways, three players were getting given like game balls. And so, Kenny Pickett was there, and they said, Kenny, what do you think? Like, the offense was starting to move the ball. He said, It's amazing what you can do with a running game. And I was like, Oh, that's, hey, this is something I talked about last week. On my Friday show that Kenny Pickett plays better when he has a running game. That's not breaking news, and that's not specific to Kenny Pickett. Any quarterback, Ben Roethlisberger played better when he had a running game. Everyone, every quarterback plays better when they have a running game. But really, and Kenny said this in the interview, balance. It was all about balance. And that was that was important. And again, I think sometimes when people hear me say it's all about balance, they immediately think that it's specific to the number of throws versus the number of runs. It's not necessarily that. It's just not leaning so heavily on one side of the offensive scheme. 
So think about the past two games. Been very heavy and reliant on the pass. That's not always conducive to winning. We've seen this, or success, we'll put it that way. Now, when I think of the Steelers and balance, I have to ask myself, you know, the, the offense did a much better job moving the ball. Kenny Pickett throws two touchdowns for the first time in his career. We'll talk about him in the second half of the show. Is this the Steelers starting to find their rhythm, or as Mike Tomlin said, getting their mojo back? Or is this that the Las Vegas Raiders are just not the Cleveland Browns defense or the San Francisco 49ers defense, the two teams the Steelers have played prior? Is it the Steelers are getting better, or is it the Raiders are bad? That's a debate. That's a debate. It, could it be both? I mean, could it be both? Could it? Could the Steelers' offense be finding their rhythm, getting their footing, starting to figure things out, meanwhile doing it against an opponent that is not nearly as difficult to move the ball against as, say, the Browns' defense, which I hate to give them credit, but they do have a good defense, and the 49ers, who are a Super Bowl contending team. Something to think about. Something to consider. Now, on the defensive side of the ball, you continually see improvement. You're starting to see that that the tackling is getting better. You're starting to see that there's less communication issues. There's this doesn't mean it's perfect, and it doesn't mean it's it's the, the finished product or anything like that. But still, it's continued improvement. This this team, they're like takeaway kings. I mean, they they're coming off four against the Browns. They have three against the Raiders. This was something, you know, I had Hondo Carpenter. Man, everyone was just up in arms with Hondo's interview on Friday, getting you all ready, the behind the enemy line segment. And they're like, oh, my gosh, he said that Max Crosby is could be better than T.J. Watt if he was on the Steelers. And he said this and he said that. Look, Hondo was the one that told me, I didn't know this, uh, that this, the Raiders hadn't given up a sack. Yet this season, Steelers got to him. They got to him in a big way. They hurried him, eight quarterback hits. Uh, I think they ended up with four sacks on the day. We'll talk about those pass rushers in the second half as well. I can't wait to see when Cam Hayward comes back. I hope that he takes his time. I hope that he doesn't rush back. I I heard on his podcast that he does himself uh, how he was basically saying, like, look, I set my own timeline for return. That's great and all. But the one thing you don't want to do with a a surgically repaired groin or sports hernia, it's really the same thing is to rush your way back, and now all of a sudden you're setting yourself back. So I can't wait to see Cam get back. I think it's going to be like that missing piece of the puzzle. You started to see Joey Porter Jr. get inserted into the lineup more. They they were definitely mixing up their sub packages. That means they're starting to trust some of these players like Joey Porter Jr. All good signs for the Steelers' defense. Let's go back and look at the keys to victory and see if we, if we, if we got it, if the Steelers got it and they, they nailed it. On, on offense, run the ball. They had over 100 yards rushing, so I would say yes. Third down offense, not so much. That's a still a, a big struggle. They finished, I think, 6 for 15. And then stop the turnovers. Yes, yes, they finally stopped the turnovers. They didn't have a turnover in this game. That was fantastic. Two out of three ain't bad is what Meatloaf said. So I'm going to say with the keys to victory, that's pretty good. Defensively, Forced the ball to Jimmy G. Yeah, they did that. They stopped. They, they really slowed down Josh Jacobs. The only time he had any running room was late in the game against a prevent defense. Next was keep taking it away. Just mentioned the takeaways. Yeah, they did that. Three. And then improve tackling. Check, check, and check. Yes, they did all three of those things. It was good to see the Steelers go out there and put a good 
performance together. And you know what's funny? I'm sure there's people listening to this that watch the game. Maybe you're on your way to work. Maybe you're going to class. Maybe you're skipping school. I don't care what you're doing. I don't recommend that. But nonetheless, I guarantee there's people listening to this thinking, Jeff, like, how can you say that, that this was a good performance? Uh, the offense only put up two touchdowns. Chris Boswell, they relied on him to kick three field goals. The defense let the Raiders back into the game. It was way closer than it should have been. They're not good. I want you all to think about this. Think about what was said after the 30-7 to loss in week one. Think about what was said on Monday Night Football despite a 26-22 to victory. Nothing was really positive in those two games. I mean nothing. You get your doors blown off in week one in front of a home crowd. You find a way, somehow, some way, the defense bails you out and gets you two touchdowns against the Browns in week two. And so the fact that we're talking about good offensive play, the fact that we're talking about a defense that looked dominant at times, these are all steps in the right direction. I will take baby steps in the right direction. I'm not going to pick and choose. I'm not going to complain or anything like that. I will take all of it. I'll take all of it with a 2-1 and one record, winning back-to-back games, getting ready for the Houston Texans in Week 4 on the road. All right, when we come back, after this break, word from our sponsors, I'm going to be talking all things winners and losers. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Second half of the show, winners and losers time. So we had nine winners and three losers after the win over the Raiders. That's right, nine winners and three losers. So here's the deal. TJ Watt's on the first on the list. Why? Because TJ Watt could be on the winner's list every single time he steps on the football field. Listen to the stat line. Two tackles, two solo Two tackles for loss, two sacks, and three quarterback hits. T.J. Watt is a force to be reckoned with. We knew this. That's not breaking news. But T.J. Watt is just, he impacts the game in so many ways. Two of the interceptions that Jimmy Garoppolo threw were plays where T.J. Watt was in his face, putting pressure on him, and Jimmy Garoppolo did not look comfortable in the pocket, and a lot of that is because of T.J. Watt. T.J. Watt was dominant. You can tell. I mean, this is what people forget. This is why the Steelers have not done well when T.J. Watt's not in the lineup. He's that good. He, he impacts the game in so many ways, not just with sacking the quarterback, which is fantastic, and he's really good at it, but in other ways, he impacts the game. That's why he's always a winner. Let's go to the next winner, Kenny Pickett. That's right. Kenny Pickett, listen to the stat line, 16 for 28, 235 yards, 8.4 average, two touchdowns, no interceptions. He was sacked one time for seven yards with a 108.5 rating. He also had three carries for 11 yards. Hey, kudos to Kenny Pickett for not not turning it over, number one. And yeah, people are going to say, well, if Marcus Peters could catch on that play where clearly something happened with Connor Hayward, they didn't read it the right the same way, that stuff's got to stop. We'll put that right. I'm going to say that right now. But also... I mean, two touchdowns, I don't like the fact that 16 to 28 is not bad in terms of 
overall accuracy and completion percentage. I want to see Kenny Pickett actually using his legs more. You know, he had the three carries for 11 yards, had that big 27-yard run negated by a penalty. I think that was on George Pickens for not being set. It's a boneheaded penalty. Nonetheless, Kenny Pickett can sometimes just take what the defense gives him, and if that means you run the ball for six yards and slide, run the ball for six yards and slide. Like I'm not, I'm not criticizing Kenny here in the winners column. I think he played a much better game. I just think that the Steelers' offense would be better suited to utilize his skill set in a way where he can actually not feel so much pressure to have to drive the ball down the field to take what the defense is giving them because that's okay. And if he is running, then the defense has to account for that. They have to kind of spy for that. Love to see his athleticism being utilized more. Next winner is Calvin Austin the third. He only had two catches. Only had 72 yards, and the 72 yards came from one play, a bomb from Pickett for the touchdown. He had six targets on the game. This was a play that nothing seems to be going right. Nothing's going well. It's the same old struggles, same old Steelers offense, and here we go. But, boy, Kenny Pickett steps up in the pocket. It was a beautiful pass, beautiful catch. No one was touching him. It's just great to see Calvin Austin finally making plays and making plays that we all expected him to make when he was drafted last year. You know, he missed all of his rookie year with the foot injury. Is he going to be able to come back? Is he going to be able to be up to speed? All these questions were answered throughout the preseason and training camp, but he had yet to do it really in a big game in the regular season. He did that. It's great to see that 72-yard bomb. Calvin Austin, he could be a difference maker on this team with his elite speed. It was great to see him finally get that catch, make that big play. Next winner is George Pickens. I did mention the boneheaded penalty. I thought that was kind of ticky-tacky myself. Nonetheless, he finishes with four catches, 75 yards, 18.8 average, no touchdowns, a 32-yard long, and six targets. Now, here's why he's on the winner's list, because he didn't hit pay dirt. Some might say, well, wouldn't shouldn't Pat Firemuth be on the list? He could have. He could have. I could have had him on there, but I chose not to. George Pickens is on there because he's getting the double coverage now. Kenny Pickett talked about that after the game in his post-game press conference. He said, look, you know, Pickens is getting double teamed, and we all know this. The analytics tell us George Pickens is not that guy in terms of getting that elite separation. That's like Deontay Johnson's thing. That's Calvin Austin's thing. They're very short. They're very they're not big as big. They get in and out of their breaks much faster, shifty. Pickens is not that guy, but he can still lead the team in receiving on a day where or a night where it really wasn't his night. 75 yards, four catches. Love the way he worked. He's improving. That's why he's on the winner's list. The next winner, Chris Boswell, made kicks of 57, 52, 43, and was perfect on extra points. Chris Boswell is starting to become that elite weapon again. People don't want to talk about it. He had a really poor 2022, injury-plagued again, kind of reminiscent of, I think it was the 2018 season when everything just went wrong with Boswell. He bounces back, and he has bounced back so far. I hope he can stay healthy. Having him be able to make that 57-yarder, and I don't know, just looking from the end zone camera, you lack that depth. Looked like it at least had been good from 60, at least from 60. So Chris Boswell is doing a fantastic job. Great, and that's why he's on the winner's list. I'll tell you a guy who's not on the winner's list often, but he is is tonight, today. Presley Harvin III. Big press. Six punts. A 53.8-yard average. He didn't have a touchback. 
three punts inside the 20, a 63-yard long. It's funny how this game kind of had the ebb and flow. 23-7, to everyone thinks it's over. Steelers get the ball back, they go three and out, and you're thinking, okay, big punt, pin them deep, no worries. And he had one of his worst kicks of the night. It didn't have a lot of hang time, wasn't a great directional punt. The Raiders end up getting the ball near midfield. That was bad. So you can obviously imagine how there was some bad thoughts going through Steelers fans' heads as they're waiting to see you know, what's going to happen in the final seconds of the game when the Steelers got the first down, they killed the majority of the clock, and then they're going to punt the ball back. Save the best for last, right? Big-time punt, great direction, high hang time. It actually was fumbled, almost recovered by the Steelers. The Raiders didn't have a chance after that play. It's been a great two weeks for Presley Harvin, to be honest with you. He could have been on, uh, he could have been on the winners list last week. I just didn't have him on there. He is a winner this week for sure. Next winner is points off of turnovers. Yes, yeah, some pot, not that pot. This is points off turnovers. The Steelers got three. They turned two because the last one was Levi Wallace's interception that sealed the game. The other two, the Steelers' offense was able to turn those takeaways into 10 points. I can't stress how important that is. And it's not like they were being set up at the, the you know, inside the red zone. It, they had to drive down the field. This was good. This was great to see the offense being able to take these turnovers. Something the defense has been giving them, turn them into points. You know, last week and week two, the defense was just taking care of it themselves. They were just turning them into, into points themselves. But for this game, the offense did their job and got some pot. Points off turnovers. Not that pot. Anyways, next winner is Keanu Benton. Yeah, the dancing bear. This guy's stat line, you're going to say, really? Really, Jeff? He's on the winner's list on this stat line? He had one tackle, one solo, one tackle for loss, one quarterback hit, and one sack. But Keanu Benton has been slowly playing some really, really good football. And I remember when he was drafted in the second round, a lot of people expected it because he was highly sought after uh, with the Steelers in terms of you talk about the Senior Bowl and, and the Wisconsin connections. He is turning into a really good young player, very versatile player, playing nose tackle. His sack alone, what a play. 300-plus pound guy moving like that. If he can start to figure things out, they get Cam Hayward back. He could be a really good piece of the puzzle along that defensive front. Keanu Benton deserves credit because he's been playing really good football. Again, the stat line doesn't always show for players like this. When he takes up two two offensive linemen and allows a Cole Holcomb to come through the gap and bust up a run play, which happened, he doesn't get credit for that on the stat line. But he's making plays. He's doing his job. Keanu Benton is a winner. Next, let's go to Levi Wallace. Stat line, six tackles, four solo, four pass defensed, and two interceptions. I got to be honest. <laughs> Levi Wallace has been a, a kind of, he's been someone that, I, I like to call him the whipping post. You know, the people that people like to just beat up on over and over and over again. I understand all of that. And I almost, I was very frustrated with Levi Wallace in this game. He was tasked with, trying to cover Devontae Adams, who went off in this contest. But still, it's tough to get mad at the guy when he ends up having two interceptions in the game. How can I not put a guy that has two interceptions in a game on the winner's list? I had to. Had to do it. Do I want to see his play improve? Yes, I do. 
Do I want to see him, or it, maybe not him, but maybe the Steelers' defense putting him in better situations to succeed? Yes, I do. Do I still want to see more Joey Porter Jr.? Absolutely, I do. But Levi Wallace for this week finds his way on the winner's list. All right, let's go to the Steelers' pass rush. That's the last winner, the ninth and final. They had four sacks, eight quarterback hits. The Steelers' pass rush was all over Jimmy G. And for, you know, like I said, they were highly touted. Oh, we haven't given up a sack. Well, they got to him. They got to him. Four sacks. Steelers' defensive front is special. They are special indeed. If there was a little bit of a tip of the cap, I want to say this quick. You know, Brian Anthony Davis was out there in Vegas. He didn't get to go to the game. I'll let him explain that on bad language. For me, tip of the cap to the Steelers faithful out there. You know, T.J. Watt talking about how they had to use a silent count. Think about that. Team goes on the road. You're at home. You have to go silent count in your own stadium. People talk about embarrassing. That's embarrassing. Okay, let's go to the losers. Najee Harris play designs. I'm not putting Najee Harris on the loser list. Let's let's get that out of the way right away. I'm putting Najee Harris play designs on the loser list. So this is more on Matt Canada than it is anyone else. In the first three quarters of the game, when Najee Harris was on the field, they the, the Raiders loaded the box. I mean, they had, it looked like, 10 defenders in the box. And what would the Steelers do? Hand off to Najee Harris, minimal yardage, no gain or negative gain. And you're just thinking, man, what in the hell are the Steelers thinking? Either Kenny Pickett is not allowed to check out of a run, or they just can't count. Because it doesn't make any sense. and it, So what's the solution, right? Are you a solution-based person? Run a play-action pass once in a while. When you have a loaded box, as long as you feel like the protection can hold up, Kenny Pickett turning his back to the defense, you run the play-action, you're going to have the defense suck in, and that's when you hit like a Darnell Washington or a Pat Fryermuth or a George Pickens over the middle – that's going to soften things up, and they just never did it. I just don't understand that at all. You want to see Najee Harris get some get some positive yardage. You want to see Najee Harris going out there making plays. It's really tough when you're running against extra defenders, so that's a loser for me. Uh, the other, another loser, third down offense. They finished 6 for 15. I always look for that 50%, and I know Dave Schofield's talked about this numerous times, that it's more 40% is like the league average. I don't care. I want 50%. That's how they find their way on the winner's list is by having 50%. Did they convert more third downs in this game? Yes. Did they do enough? No, not for me. You think about the the three and outs. That's just what's so infuriating. Think about that. Remember I talked about that Presley Harvin punt that wasn't very good. The Steelers just get a couple first downs there. They don't have to score points. But just don't go three and out. That's going to unbelievably help the defense. It's going to put the Raiders out of the game. They're not going to have enough time. Instead, the three and out kills them. Third down offense has to improve. The last one is officiating. The Steelers were penalized six times for 45 yards. I am not a conspiracy theorist. I am not someone that believes that the NFL is fixed. Do I think that the NFL makes calls? based on, especially on primetime, nationally televised games, to keep it close? The answer is yes. So you might hear that and say, well, Jeff, that's a conspiracy theory. Sure, then maybe I am a conspiracy theorist. I don't know. I just look at this and say that the Minka Fitzpatrick roughing the passer call, and then even the defensive, the, on the two-point conversion, the, the defensive pass interference call, just some really 
strange penalties. The James Pierre holding, I'm sorry, I just don't, I don't buy it. I don't buy it. Now, even though they picked up like the Cole Holcomb hit on Devontae Adams across the middle, they picked up that flag. I was like, hey, this is good. They they threw the flag, but they talked about it. They came back and said, okay, this was wrong. We got this wrong. That's fine. I just don't understand what they're trying to do here. This is really, really strange for me. The officiating continues to be an issue in the National Football League. So there you have it, folks. Nine winners and three losers after the Steelers win over the Raiders on Sunday Night Football. It is an exciting time to be a Steelers fan. I hope that you're checking out SteelCurtainNetwork.com for all your Pittsburgh Steelers needs as well as all of our podcasts wherever you find us. Make sure you check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all of it. We're everywhere. Steel Curtain Network is a part of the Fans First Sports Network. Check that out, fansfirstsports.com. You'll see some of my writing. Make sure you check out our NFL podcast, FFSN underscore NFL. I'm sorry, not underscore. That's our Twitter account. FFSN NFL. Just go to any Spotify, Apple Podcasts, type in FFSN NFL. You'll get my uh, the the fantasy the, the fans first football show that's coming up today. You'll get the whip around with myself and KT Smith, as well as a lot of other content. So make sure you check it out. All right, be on the lookout for the mailbag tweet tomorrow Tuesday. In the meantime, you know how we finish it out. Be safe, be kind, and God bless. Have a great start to your week. Victory Monday, Grace Steelers.